0: Welcome to a very special season of Quest Me. My name is Josh, and I'm your host and the creator of the Twist My Arm Network. What's the TMA Network, you ask? It's a network of podcasters specializing in all sorts of pop culture nonsense. We have Marvel Can Madness, Sudden but Inevitable Rewatch, Best Flicks with Ricky D, and of course, Quest Me. You can find all of those shows at twistmyarm.net, and make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram by searching for the Twist My Arm Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at TwistMyArmCast and follow QuestMe on Twitter at QuestMeTMA. We do like to go live and talk about all of our favorite pop culture nonsense. Go to YouTube.com slash TwistMyArmPodcast, smash that like button and ring that bell to get notified every time we are live. Okay, with all of that out of the way... Let's move on to what you're here for, what you clicked on this podcast for, why you're listening to Quest Me. On this special three-episode series, Justin and I are joined by literature aficionado Phil to discuss the first book in the original Star Wars Legends series. It's written by Timothy Zahn, and it's called Heir to the Empire. It's the first installment of Star Wars The Thrawn Trilogy, and it was first published in May 1991 by Bantam Spectra. The novel is set in 9 ABY, that means after the Battle of Yavin, or five years after Star Wars Return of the Jedi. It introduces the trilogies and sagas, I think, greatest villain, Grand Admiral Thrawn. This is also the first time that Justin has read this book and I know Phil and I are really excited to hear how he likes it and how this book has held up over the years. On this final episode, we conclude our discussion on Heir to the Empire, and I'm very curious to know what you guys think of this book. Um, did you read it yet? I know that a couple of people have told me they're going to read it, and if you have, please hit us up on Twitter or email us questmetma at gmail.com and let us know what you thought about Air to the empire um, i'm really excited to finish this series up and cannot wait to talk about what's coming up for quest me um, for right now though we're gonna get right into the show and phil's gonna let us know what his favorite addition to this old legends series was thanks guys enjoy
1: Oh, I was just gonna say we got to see another one of my favorite, absolute favorite, canon Star Wars characters playing around a little bit in this book. We got more Wedge.
2: Yes. Oh, I love Wedge. Wedge. I absolutely
1: one? love Wedge Antilles. I have been a diehard Wedge fan since reading the novelizations of the original trilogy in elementary school. Yeah. Um, but the then in middle incredible. school, Michael Stackpole with the X-wing, yeah. Michael Stackpole and Aaron Alston uh, mm-hmm. doing the X-wing series. What was it? I think it was
0: six books, a six-book series, or something like that.
1: Nine, nine. Okay, all together. If you, I I, you count Starfighters, of Adamar. Okay. Uh okay. ten if you count I Jedi. Which was I Jedi
0: was part of the Jedi Academy trilogy, though.
1: Uh, I Jedi was Stackpole getting to say, "Hey, here's Corrin getting to actually go do Jedi stuff."
0: Okay, 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 that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. I I did like Wedge as well. Like, how cool is it to see to see him again? And also, he was the one that brought up Joris. Yes, he's the one that he's mentions that there's first a name Dark draws Jedi,
1: Joris Sabala.
0: Yep, to to the Republic, he's like, "Well, there's been rumors about a Dark Jedi on Joe Mark or whatever." <laughs> yep. Um with Mount Tantis. Yes. Which is another another thing that's been introduced into canon is Mount Tantis. Um I believe that was in Rebels again. You know, well, because they
1: and if they introduce Thrawn, they've gotta have the whole well We See, won't go too much into But this, much, uh, dude, this, they this is what I'm saying,
0: Tantis, man. Though? Yeah, they
1: do. I don't it's, remember it's there. this.
0: It's in there. It's just this it's a very brief. Either. It's a brief thing that they, they say something about Mount. We need to take this to Tantus or something like that.
2: What about the the uh, Emperor's storage house? In, yep. Um, that's in the mountain. In, uh, yeah. The
0: video game. What's On that
2: Wayland.
1: Uh, uh, Bad Batch.
0: Wayland. That's what it is. Not Joe Mark. And Joe Mark was, is the planet that he goes to.
1: Yeah. Wayland is where the, the mountain is. And it's uh, Bad Batch.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. That's right. Wayland. That's the why Blowny I forgot. Is there.
1: And they spell it differently, though. Yes. You know what, That's why
2: I forgot. Bad Batch was. B-A-Y. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, thank you for that. I, yeah. I do remember that was one thing. One of the only things that I was extremely stoked about in Bad Batch was Tantus.
1: Yeah. Them bringing that. Because, again, Thrawn.
0: Thrawn, yes. And. The, the, there's so many possibilities there. There's so much technology that they could find out of that. There's so much like hidden gems that they could pull f- out of that, you know, for for canon purposes or whatever. No. One of them being the cloaking shield.
1: Oh man, the cloaking shield, but no, ah, You're... just
2: here's the question. <laughs> In the yeah, have y'all played Battle Bat or Battlefront Two campaign? Yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Now the Emperor's storage. What is that place? Is that I, I was thinking that might be Tantus. Is it? That-
0: um, I think it was just a separate storage house where Kylo Ren went to do whatever he was doing. Um, wasn't that him finding the? Uh, he he he. he battlefront 2 story connected with the sequel trilogy somehow and i think it was him oh finding um, like the holocron maybe or, no it wasn't the holocron it was like a vader memorabilia or something like that um but he had to get into the storage house to get it yeah um
2: was there that's all i remember
0: <laughs> <laughs> either way i do love that they they bring in cloaking technology into Star yes. Wars in this book, because and oh. we still haven't really seen that at all. I don't think um, in any in any other properties other than this.
1: Uh, the uh, Clone Wars has a cloaked ship uh, that the ghost. Anakin. Uh, Anakin pilots a prototype cloaked ship in battle at one point. That's right. Against the spider guy, um, what was his name? The the spider. The like
0: villain like, dude, yeah. Oh, um, I can't remember his name, but he, yeah, the
2: ra- uh, he's creepy, yeah. I know. that. they brought him back in towards <laughs> the
0: end of Clone Wars too, I think, when uh, Ahsoka kills him or whatever.
1: Admiral um, Trench, yes, like I literally just watched rewatched that episode like last week, nice. Uh, but Admiral Trench. Yep. Uh, so yeah, no. Anakin flies a prototype cloaked ship against in battle against Admiral Trench.
2: Do you guys remember Sabath's definition, pseudo definition of power? No. Um. I mean, I'm sure once you say it, i don't know. But uh, like being
1: able to control people. Um, his he oh, he talked yeah, a lot yeah. about how the like okay. the village that he had back on Wayland, uh that yep. was that was power to him.
0: That was yeah, because they all followed him and they, they were all, like respected him and like
1: they were all fucking terrified of him. Well oh, yeah. that that's true. I guess
0: I shouldn't say respected. They were very scared of him. But I mean fear um, can be a form of respect.
1: Like...
2: True. And then uh I mean do you remember yeah. <laughs> the emperor's definition of power? Lightning?
0: No. <laughs> uh, unlimited, they, he,
2: power! <laughs> unlimited power um he mentions well this doesn't ah, fuck that messes are, this are one you, up no no it, 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 he makes a sort of a metaphor to it of how that was more of a galactic scale he wants all this nameless faceless planets to obey his every whim Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was sort of like the difference of more of an individualistic or localized power versus large scheme. You just want to control everything, or have yeah, okay. control everything.
0: So instead of controlling one piece of the board, you're controlling the yeah. whole board. Yeah,
2: basically being able to even and that, and that's a very
0: and that's a really good comparison to how the Emperor came to power in the in the Clone Wars and stuff, because he did control both sides of the board. He had power on every single. Yeah, no, aspect. he was
1: manipulating both sides the entire time. That's how Palpatine rose to power. Right, like
0: everyone else was thinking, it was the Separatists versus you know the the Republic, and it was not even close it was just the emperor versus the emperor
2: (laughs) now here's the other question i'm gonna pose based upon everyone's answers and whatnot do you feel that every sith in like an individual darth maul count dooku definition of power is different absolutely oh yeah it's more personal or
0: i would say so i I would say it's like your your motivations for life kind of you know what i mean like what are your motivations for doing what you do um and i think a lot of them you know a lot of their motivations for power are different which therefore would make a lot of their definitions of power different you know
1: no and, and agreed i mean each each sith character we've encountered so far has their own motivations for everything that they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. e- even like Dooku, what, what's Dooku's motivation? Well, kind of sticking it to Yoda, uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> right? uh, I hate that guy. <laughs> uh, but also just like, you know, we're seeing over, you know, his was almost a, an opposition of power. Like, no, no, we're seeing too much power being built up in one group of people over here. We need that to be more evenly distributed. And so in order Mm. to kind of find a balance, you know, I I always thought of Dooku as being much more of one seeking the actual balance in the force than a lot of the other Sith Lords, though.
0: That
2: makes sense. It's a great Um, analogy. I've I've always thought the same but I viewed uh, Dooku and the separatists as the original rebellion.
1: Well, and they were, that's the thing. All the separatist Absolutely. worlds were what are what eventually becomes the rebellion.
2: Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a fucking awesome point.
1: It's,
0: it's that full circle kind of thing that Lucas loves to, to put in his mm-hmm. movies, you know, like everything comes around full circle for the most part. Um, and then, you know, in the sequel trilogy, Disney kind of kept to that tune and made the First Order be like the new rebellion for the most part. Um, they just called it something different, you know. Um, I d- one other thing I, I wanted to bring up on this, because they, they introduced, not only do they introduce a lot of new characters, but we got to see a lot of old characters. And we've talked about pretty much all of them so far. We've talked about Wedge, We've talked about Chewie, We've talked about Lando. We've covered Mon Mothma. We had a little bit of Luke discussion. We've had some Leia discussion. We've had some Han discussion. One person we haven't talked about yet: Obi Wan. He makes a very, very brief cameo in this very first couple chapters in Luke's think. first chapter, three or four chapters, and it's basically him being like, "Peace." Yeah. Like hey, it's, we've hung out a lot, but I'm done now. But the flip side of that is this is the first book that we've technically read since after Return of the Jedi. So it's like, there's a mystery there. How many times has Obi-Wan actually come to Luke? Which we do see in other books that came out after Air of the Empire that were set before Air before of the Empire. Mm-hmm. We'd see Luke and Obi-Wan have those conversations. Um, I, I feel like a part of me wants to say that Obi-Wan comes back later. But... I think that's just because I read books later that were Not set big. before Heir to the Empire that had Obi-Wan mm-hmm. it. Because it was... I, I always remember Luke kind of struggling with the fact that he didn't have any sort of mentor anymore when he was starting the new Jedi Temple in the in the series that kind of came out after this. And, like, anything, anything else he ever did, he was always kind of like, God, I wish Ben was still here and I really could use some advice right now um but it was kind of a like kind of disappointing for me to to have it was like a paragraph it was like obi-wan comes in he's like hey luke what's up so uh, i'm these, not gonna like, talk to you over anymore here, peace out <laughs> uh, yeah the the four spirits have basically been like telling me i need to leave for like a long time so i'm kind of getting annoyed with it and i'm just gonna have to say bye so this is the last time we're ever gonna talk have a good night later and it sends luke into this like spiral like it's the first time you really kind of see luke go into a little bit of a depression he goes into a very dark place which then leia feels after that 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 twin connection that we always have seen in star wars is very predominant still in this book um and i love that i love when when leia says or sends c-3po up to luke to ask him if he's okay. Like, first of all, do not send three PO <laughs> to ask me if I'm okay. That's like the last droid uh, in the galaxy that I ever want to come ask me if I'm okay. Why? Why would you do that, Leia? That was my first question. Um, and then my, my second question is, is Leia being trained? Right? Because she can feel the force. The, she, she can do stuff. The implication
1: is that she and Luke have done some preliminary training in some the last training. five years.
0: Yep. And and they've done very basic stuff like that, but she still doesn't have a lightsaber, which this kind of just leads me to my, my whole point of this rant. Um, Luke, at one point in time, uh, says to Han, like Han says, you know, when when can she get her lightsaber? And Luke's like, I can build her one whenever she wants it. Another kind of, like, canon thing that, technically later on, Jedi don't build a lightsaber for other Jedi. The build Jedi have themselves. to go out with their kyber crystals on their own and, go like, it. Yep. build it themselves. Okay. So, yep. But I, I do appreciate that, that Luke would just, you know, build Leia a lightsaber and and call it good um and i kind of wish. i think that at would, some point later you know, in that.
1: the canon she does she does eventually build her own
0: she does yeah um, um I, I think it it might be oh, it might be after the i jedi or the ah the black oh Fleet Crisis yeah trilogy. that that might have been where she actually did it and that was actually like that was a kind of um underrated series i think the uh that that Black Storm trilogy or Black Fleet trilogy. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty good.
2: Um, yes or no, does Mara, Jade, and Luke hook up in this trilogy? Not going to say. That's a yes. No thing. spoilers. Mm. Is it? Yes. Mm, is it Interesting. No? <laughs> oh, I got a quick question. Is there a time yes. lapse between the next book and this book?
0: No, not really. I, I mean, there's a brief one, but it's it's not,
2: it's not like we're gonna see another like five year
1: gap in in between cool. the events of no, of no, of heir to the empire and dark months. force rising. It's I think, it's within I think the it's same year or something like that. Yeah, yeah, because they're um, still dealing with the aftermath of the attack on the Sluisvon, uh shipyards and everything. So. Yeah, that's right, with them stealing all the mole liners yeah. and stuff. which, what a way, by the way, to hijack a ship. It's like, hey, we're going to go literally just cut into the sides of all these mostly empty ships that we have kind of finagled them to have all in this one place, and we're going to just cut our way in. Um, mm-hmm. It's, um, you see the same thing in uh, Spider-Man, uh, in Homecoming. With uh, oh, with vultures they, they open up with the, vultures whole plan yep. of cutting into the uh, the Stark the, the uh, plane. plane, hauling all the Stark tech.
0: I love the way that they do that in that in that movie too. With the <laughs> they use Stark tech to basically just open yep, up to just a hole portal that they can through. jump into. Like,
1: yeah, That's yeah, just really cool. But I I love that we get the space troopers with the zero gravity suits. Um, Mm -hmm. i love Mm -hmm. i love the detailing that is given to uh like luke's x-wing when when his x-wing breaks down we get details about like what kind of repair kit stuff what kind of capacity he has on his own to do to try to piece things back together we see him scrambling like pulling his x-wing apart trying to find the pieces that he needs to make contact with the rebellion or new Republic, that's when he gets
0: rather, picked but, up right is that when he gets picked up by mara jade yeah. and all them
1: yeah yeah that's when that's when Card drops out it's you know, hyperspace and lucky is like, hey. that was a lucky thing and had how is it how is it that mara jade knows where he is and how to find him
2: she's gotta be a force user you think so yeah because in the vision she grabbed the lightsaber out of there
0: that's a vision though man those aren't all true
2: Cloud. The past and future is always cloudy.
0: <laughs> but even if she did have force powers, she wouldn't have been able to use them around us while we're reading the book. Yes, because of the salamari all
1: over the place. Yep.
0: <laughs> so, um, yeah, I I absolutely can't wait for you to, to read it, at least just the next book, because there's a lot of cool stuff that happens in the next book um, when it comes to Mara and, I'm start and Luke and... <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> I know I'm gonna have to read it again. Oh no. <laughs> uh
1: so digging back through things, uh Obi Wan does briefly pop up again in Legends Canon. Uh say what after Luke's son is born. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh which is why he's named. which is why Luke's son is named Ben. Is named Ben. That makes sense. Yeah. Huh. What do you think about the twins? Ah. Uh, so Kevin J. Anderson and Rebecca Moesta wrote the Young Jedi Knights books, mm. and I had read those before I read Heir to the Empire the first time. I had read, like, the first three books in that series, so I knew the twins. I was introduced to the twins when the twins were teenagers. Or older. Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah.
0: I do like in this. I think I think this is the one where where she's kind of like chatting with the kids. Like she talks her, to them the at force, one point. Basically, she
1: she like she kind of tries to calm them. She doesn't have like conversations with them yet.
0: Right, and and I mean it. Kind of this this kind of builds into that because there are conversations later on. Yeah. Um. But in the book Bloodlines, mm-hmm. that is a new canon Disney book. Um, that's actually describing when Leia is pregnant with Kylo, with, with her Ben. Because
1: that's a Claudia Gray one.
0: Correct. And yeah. um, that, that book was pretty good. It, it actually gave a lot of insight on the beginning of the fall of Of Kylo ben, Ren. Of, of Kylo, yeah. Because yeah. in that book, Leia could like feel Ben. She could talk to him and stuff, but she could also feel a dark presence talking to him as well. Mm-hmm. That dark presence being Snoke. Mm-hmm. Snoke was like, man, Snoke was basically manipulating Kylo Ren from, from the when womb. When he was
1: in the womb, yep, <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, and I, I love that. That's you know, this is kind of where that started. That whole being able to talk to your kids through the Force, you know, and and kind of feel them and stuff. And then they took it a step further later on in new canon and made it like, oh well, other people, other you know, Sith or, or Dark Force users can can talk to your kids too so i really i like that um
2: i have one line i have to discuss yeah go for it please um i thought it was just funny to mention when uh luke lands on dagobah he like he's going through the the remembrance of the training and whatnot Mm -hmm. and he says the he remembers the tingles of yoda's little furry head Yeah, yes
1: yeah just the
2: idea that like on one the of back the things of his he neck. remembers is
1: yoda's hair <laughs> yoda's hair tickling the back of his neck when he was running around with him back there oh my god oh i fucking died I, laughing i and i love zon for putting details like that in. it's like okay this is some of the most human uh observance that right. you could come across you know this is just i i absolutely loved that um
0: yeah that is that is funny he does that a lot too like a lot of memories and stuff that that come well, up He and, uses, uses that and technique.
1: luke luke keeps flashing back to Jabba's palace and mm-hmm. to the sail barge and all of that builds beautifully into the reveal of where he met where he first encountered mara jade yeah
0: yep it's uh it's very interesting that that whole and i, I love going back into the dark cave yes and and seeing
1: at kind of the how implication that of why the cave worked the way it did uh and and the idea of the positive and negative aspects of the force Canceling each other out, and that's why Yoda was able to hide. I was going to say this Odega- is kind of the for so long,
0: the beginning stages of that like plot. Like they basically <sighs> show that Yoda chose that planet because mm-hmm. it was so shrouded in the dark side mm-hmm. that no one would think no one to work for think a Jedi. For Jedi
1: master there.
0: Right. What a sweet concept. Um, and and also like, who else did that? You know. Uh, obi-wan didn't really do that or if he did what kind of darkness is on Tatooine? obviously mm-hmm. we've been to Tatooine a lot nowadays um but is there some sort of dark side on Tatooine that shrouded things as
1: well is there a similar kind of presence on um uh what's the world where luke's hiding out in uh octu yeah Octu. Oh, yeah. yeah yeah yeah
0: uh i think that one was more because that was where the
1: first jedi temple was and he kind of he kind of cut himself out of the force right instead of hiding in a shadow
2: right. yes i had the dark side cave there it could have they did
1: uh because where did ray go the mirror place mm-hmm. the mirror
0: dimension <laughs> okay. Yeah, which that was a cool concept. I did, I did like that. I wonder, I wonder how much of that was taken from old. I don't, I don't think Ryan Johnson took much from Legends when it comes to Last Jedi. Right. Mm-hmm. That was kind of his own little creation, which is fine. It, it did, it did. It served its purpose. Um, but yeah, the, going back to Dagobah is always
1: a good time yeah no uh, that any, was any
0: time you go back to Dagobah, I'd love to see that again in the new series coming out like all the any Mandalorian or Ahsoka, like I, let's go back to Dagobah
1: I love the idea that it was really hard for Luke to land there the first time because Yoda was manipulating him right right good God, just so like good yeah no so there's good. there's there's so much that he plays around with throughout
0: I I did like the sadness of of Yoda's hut being yeah like, like it's been five
1: years as like, a hut is completely overgrown it's yeah
2: yeah sad just a very
1: but... aggressive swamp <laughs> yeah
0: um but yeah it's I do love going back there the little device that they find that was probably the most uh, Deus Ex Machina thing that this mm-hmm. book had was the device that Luke found in the cave because mm-hmm. what come on
1: it's like and then and then but you know, r2 that, is like well lando that, knows what though, that is that <laughs> foreshadowed that builds into the whole foreshadowing with the katana fleet you're you're absolutely right
0: um but to me in this first book oh, you're yeah, kind of no. like what the fuck? <laughs> there,
1: there's there's a lot of there's a lot of placement of threads that get picked up in the second and third books and, the, and even even further down the line too, in um, yeah, you know, in in other later legends texts,
0: right. So, um, and Justin, it was the scene when when Luke goes in the cave, and sees the vision. When he's done with the vision, he looks down and sees like a little piece of elect- electronics, like some sort of uh, yeah, like a, key with a beacon. On it. Yeah, and and R2 was like, uh, Lando knows what those are. And yeah. so that's what takes them to Lando's planet, which then he re-meets up with uh Han and Leia yeah, I don't know. and yeah. all them. So well,
1: cuz why not inter- you know, why not bring back fan favorite characters? Absolutely. <laughs> I
0: mean, and, and especially being again the first kind of series that we see from after Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Like of course you got to bring in everybody. Everybody. Um what other notes do you guys have? Because I really I'm, I'm getting to kind of the end of of the stuff. We've we've gone through basically this entire book. Um, obviously, pff, we could go through chapter by chapter, but I don't. Feel yeah, like, but I don't feel like we need get, to do that,
1: you know. It'd get monotonous. Um, <laughs> I, I, I like that we open with Peleon. I, I like that he is our first perspective character, not um not Luke somebody we Leia already know. Or... He's not, you know, we're not taking an established canon character and right. starting our entire whole new trilogy with someone we know. We are thrust into the perspective of somebody not only not only somebody that we don't know, but a villain ostensibly. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, with with you know, this imperial officer
0: i think those whole first four chapters introducing everyone back into the fold was mm-hmm. brilliantly done uh um,
1: there's a character that we don't get to see a whole lot of yet in the uh in this one we see him very briefly introduced early on and mentioned later uh but lieutenant page oh yes <laughs> Ah, yes. Very brief. Very, very brief. There's
0: not there's not a lot going Page.
2: on with Page. Uh, um, his character important?
1: He will be. Yeah. Um, the implication is that he was on Endor. Uh, he was uh, like serving as a commando uh, at Endor. Uh, but then we get to see him um showing up later on, too. Mm-hmm. And he he continues to show up throughout the uh, the Legends canon yeah cool yeah he's a survivor yeah no his his whole thing is if you don't see me odds are i'm right behind you
2: yeah
0: (laughs) it's wonderful yeah yeah dude i now that you mentioned him like he does show up a good amount
1: yeah Um, no like he keeps popping back up throughout like the yuzan vong war and everything so he's yeah it's just it's just fun to see like because so I've seen so many of these other characters pop up in books that I've read over the last, you know, 20 years. And realizing that this is where some of them made their first appearances is their just debut. like, oh, that's yeah. right. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, it's just fun. <laughs> yeah, man. Timothy Zahn does a phenomenal job of recapturing all of that magic. That you experience the very first time you sit down and you see that opening crawl for episode four,
0: yeah. And instead of in this one, instead of seeing the Star Destroyer go overhead, you you're see on it. Destroyer. Yeah, you're on it, and you you're get to on see it the makes Star some, Destroyer,
1: and you get to see you know, it makes it's...
0: some crazy tactical maneuvers. It's it's really cool, um, and I I like that point. That's a great point to bring up because a lot of times we. I guess I, I guess I can't say that because most of the time in Star Wars, we're introduced to a villain first. A New yeah. Hope, the first character you really see is Vader. Darth Vader. Um, Empire Strikes Back uh, was that another Vader thing as well? Then, or is, it was at least the Empire sending out probe droids. Mm-hmm. And then Return of the Jedi is the Emperor showing up with Vader onto mm-hmm. the Death Star. I mean, so pretty you much know the the villain
1: the villain intro does make sense yep and then they they flip the script on that
0: when it comes to the prequels Mm -hmm. because episode one you see qui-gon and obi-wan first you know episode two i believe it's anakin and obi-wan if i'm not mistaken right it's been a while and then episode Mm -hmm. three is anakin and obi-wan again on the ships when they're they're in that big battle above coruscant
2: oh yeah that's right
0: um I can't remember, was it? <coughs> I can't remember if episode two was them or if it was a... No, it was definitely um heroes of some of some sort, but but yeah, I I I like that point because they're new characters. Thrawn is there, you kind of get this mm-hmm. mystery of Thrawn immediately. Oh, yeah. You're you're like, ooh, just... who is this character?
1: And the, description, Eyes, the huh? description of him. Yeah. Just the way that he is introduced is so good.
0: Yep it was really, really good introduction all around for all of these characters at the very beginning. Um, and then obviously we get Card and Mara Jade, It's a great introduction to them. Um, we, get, we get to see all these other planets that we've never seen. Like, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful read. No, and sure. and we,
1: Thrawn, with Thrawn, we jump around between so many different locations as he's collecting all of the different pieces that he's going yeah, to need fun. to implement his plan.
0: That's something very new to star wars as well because you don't see a lot of planet jumping Mm -hmm. in a lot of the movies you're you're on a planet for a while and then maybe you go to another planet for a while maybe a third one maybe but this one i mean dude it's like rapid fire you're you're all over the place and one of the things i loved about these old books is you have those you had those maps in the back of the books (laughs) And you could be like how long is it going to take this guy to travel from this planet to this planet you don't know obviously how long but you can be like wow from there to there is a lot longer than it is from here to here and it's it was it was that was fun for me back in the day for
2: sure try and map out things you know <laughs> all right now everything being said favorite throne moment within the book within the book oh oh um the the
1: execution of the poor fucking gunner <laughs> that's mine, my man yeah that's right yeah because uh, kill, kill him he's, yeah <laughs> he's just like rook
2: kill this guy <laughs> and I, It was like uh, oh he had the best quote yeah it was a uh, the difference between an error and, and a mistake, mistake. Mm-hmm. anyone can make an error but yeah, but an error doesn't become a mistake until you refuse to correct, correct it, to yeah, to adapt or whatever. Oh, I used that in class today when I was <laughs> teaching. That's awesome. <laughs> or a variation of it. Oh, that's amazing.
0: But it's but it's great because that that was such a like such a teaching moment for Thron and showing his crew like if you fuck yeah, up, that's okay. Like that every and, and everybody it's, it's gets specifically, one.
1: Specifically, specifically compared. To, uh, in Peleon's experiences of how Vader handled failures, yeah, and it's so so good.
0: Yeah, Vader would just murk you right away. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter if it was your first time or your third time, you're dead.
1: And then he'd just promote the guy next to you.
0: Yeah, which was <laughs> Which is another another. Call, I was gonna say another callback to Empire, mm-hmm. where he just chokes that dude out, and he's like, "All right, Admiral,
1: <laughs> you're in command now." Yes, sir.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, no. It, terrifying it's would that Spectacular. spectacular. <laughs> that that scene, I think alone shows just the the viciousness yeah. of of Thron and calm his viciousness of Thrawn,
0: Yes, too. I think I'd be much more scared of a Thron type than I would be of a Vader type. Oh, yeah. Because I mean, Thron's gonna uh, make you like. He's gonna make you feel it. Vader's just gonna well, cut you in half. Well, mind fucks you first. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> like he keeps his entire crew guessing. Like, what are what are we doing now? Oh, okay. All right, what are we doing now?
0: Yeah. Oh man. Um, what else? What other what other notes do you guys have? Do you have any other notes to cover at all, or no, are we about bad. at the end I of this? I
1: mean. Right it's pretty classic star Wars all around. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's how you, we get notes that reflect, uh, a lot of our favorite bits from the original trilogy. We get those callbacks through the quotes. We get this new established villain, um, that, you know, no one on the rebel side, no, or on the new Republic side knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's enough new and enough old that I think it it is exactly the kind of mood they were trying to go for with the sequel film trilogy uh, where they're introducing new characters, but simultaneously keeping us connected to the legacy characters that we know and love. And the easiest thing that they had going for them at the time was the time gap between when the movies had come out and when um, *Heir to the empire was published right
0: um and i think this this series in particular did an awesome job capturing your attention Mm -hmm. um making you feel like this is a star wars series especially this first book like you're saying you it really is it, it epitomizes star wars and then you get An incredible story for the last two books you know this is a wonderful introduction piece setting Mm -hmm. up the putting the pieces on on the board setting up everything and then the final the last two books are just
1: incredible yeah no Um, we are we are gonna be we are hurtling toward these confrontations these further confrontations with Thrawn yeah and And
0: it makes me super excited to to do the rest of these books with you guys because especially you justin because you haven't read these yet and things are going to come as a surprise to you and and we're going to have a lot of fun talking about that sort of stuff the end the end of this series is you'll never see it coming (sighs) (laughs) it's it's so good you guys
2: are gonna hear me really bitch about it once i finish the second book i'm sure <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah you're gonna finish the it in like is a the week. wrap up and i need to know how it needs to finish <laughs> yeah you might want to take
0: your time man because you know this we're recording this few weeks before Andor. like we're not going to be back for up for um for the book second too. book until after yeah. andor's is done mm-hmm. so be ready for that it's going to be a a little bit of a wait but that's it's good for our listeners, you know, if you're listening to this and you and you enjoyed the podcast or you enjoyed the the first book, that this gives you plenty of time to. I know everyone's busy; everyone's got their lives, and it's kind of hard to sit down and read sometimes, unless you're a librarian. Uh, hey, now, <laughs> <laughs> but it just—I I feel like it gives everyone an opportunity to really go through that second book if they want to and come back and hang out with us um, later on this year. My plan right now um, for. For the rest of, I think this year and the beginning of next year, for Quest Me is this: we're just finishing up Air of the Empire right now. This would be season five, I would say, kind of. Um, and our next season six is going to be all about Andor. We're going to do all of our live streams like we did with Kenobi, like we did with Book of Boba Fett. It's going to be live streams after Andor, very similar to how we did Kenobi. After Andor comes out. Then we're gonna take a little time, we're gonna come back and do Dark Force Rising. We'll do another series like this. I believe that'll be season seven. Um, 6.5, however you wanna wanna do it. (laughs) But then as soon as we're done with Dark Force Rising, I believe Mandalorian season three comes out. Should be. No, I'm sorry, no. Uh, This was my plan. Nope, nope, it's not Mandalorian season three. What we're gonna do after Dark uh. Force Rising is go and do a live stream of Mandalorian season one. Because Quest Me started with Mandalorian. Yep, Mandalorian Season 2 is where Quest Me started. Oh, so we're going to so go back in time. So we get to do a, yes, we're gonna do a prequel season. Yes, we're going to do a prequel season. Six seasons in. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to talk about um, Season 1 of The Mandalorian. And then after Season 1 of The Mandalorian, we will finish the Heir of the, Emperor, the the or Thrawn trilogy, um, finish it out with The Last, last Command. Commands. And then after Last Command should be Ahsoka so we have a full slate of podcasts everything is scheduled everything is ready the the stars have aligned and things have fallen into place Um, and we will have quest me for at least the next six or seven months Um, now whether or not Justin decides to quit in those six or seven months is on him but (laughs) I'll be here (laughs) but no I'm I'm extremely excited for this um, for everything after after this this whole talk of, of Air of the Empire has been incredible. Thank you guys for joining me on this little short season. Um, it's been a lot of fun. So I cannot wait to come back for Dark Force Rising oh, yeah. and 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 get more into it. Um, but as of right now, we are gearing up for Andor. So I believe in a, in a week or two, um, we'll, we'll have that, that stuff going.
2: How you, how you feeling about that? About Andor? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm feeling pretty good about it, actually.
2: Dude, the the latest I'm trailer. I'm not too hyped yet.
1: Yeah. We get a, good. we get Saw Gerrera again. Yes, we do. And I'm stoked. let me some Forest Whitaker. I am I'm, stoked for seeing more Forrest Whitaker in action. We're gonna get some, K2SO. especially after, especially after how abbreviated uh, Saw Gerrera's bit in Rogue One ended up being.
0: Uh, I feel like they cut that trailer for Rogue One way too early.
1: Well, there were a lot of reshoots involved in Rogue That's One. That's what I'm saying. Like they, <laughs> that first trailer. That can, if you go back, if you go back and watch the
0: original trailer for Rogue One, a lot of it didn't even make the final cut. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Do it, Justin. Go back into Go back and, that. Go
1: back yeah, and, yeah, and watch the, that, the original but,
0: trailer that came out for
1: it. I I'm pretty excited though to see more. we, yeah. we get a prequel to a prequel. I mean, yep, yep. Star Wars loves doing that,
0: and I know, I know, Phil, <laughs> you're interested in coming back. So I will most likely by the time this episode airs, you're going to be on the schedule already. Yeah, no, for let me a know certain date and time. Let me know, we'll figure um,
1: something out for Andor. It'll be,
0: but yeah, at least at least for one of the episodes, if not two, yeah. maybe three, depending on uh, how you're feeling, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> uh it depends on how many other
1: suckers you can line up. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? Um, hey.
0: what, Justin? well Phil tell perfect. all of these fine listeners I know that through the last couple episodes I've just been doing the closeouts for everything but we would all like to hear your voice talk about where we can find you and how, how we can get a hold of you and, and read all your online uh, things
1: uh, you can find me on twitter at flip writer uh, and you can find me uh, you can find my blog where I do a bunch of various other book reviews uh, and talk about library stuff at com.
0: Excellent. Well, you can find Justin and me at QuestMeTMA on Twitter. That's uh, pretty much the best place to, to talk to us personally. Um, anything else is kind of through the TwistMyArm network. So we have TwistMyArm.net is the website where you can find all the different shows that are involved on this network, including Best Flicks, Sudden But Inevitable, uh, Quest Me, Marvel Cannon Madness, old Twist My Arm episodes from years ago. Anything Twist My Arm you can find there. You can find us on Facebook, just search for Twist My Arm and you'll you'll see our page on there. Give us a like, give us a give us a shout. Subscribe to us on YouTube because normally we do things live. So if you go to YouTube.com slash Twist My Arm, um, you can subscribe to our channel and get notifications for every time we go live and talk about... Firefly, or Death Note, or Star Wars, or anything Marvel. We we're live all the time, so definitely give us a like, give us a follow, give us a shout. We'd love to hear from you. Um, if you'd like to be a part of Quest Me at any time, if you want to be on Andor, or if you want to do anything, give us an email, questmetma at gmail.com. Um, I want to thank you guys again so much for being on this uh, this special episode. This is the first time that I've ever really done a pre-recorded thing, um, and edited it down into multiple episodes. And I want to thank you guys so much for being part of my experiment. Um, and like I said, I'm extremely excited to to finish out this series with you guys. So um, I think with that, we're gonna we're gonna call this a night and, uh, and get on with it. That was so much fun, guys. Thank you all again for listening to this very special three-part episode covering Heir to the Empire, the first novel in a three-part series by Timothy Zahn. We're going to be back for Quest Me on September 27th. We're going to be going live talking about the first three episodes of Andor. We are very excited to do it. If you would like to join us, um, please give me a shout on Twitter at questmetma or email me questmetma at gmail.com and we can figure out an episode for you to come review with us. That is obviously going to be a consecutive week thing and uh, we're always looking for, for more friends to come chat. So once again, we're going be, gonna to be coming back live on YouTube September 27th to start reviewing Andor. And if you liked this podcast talking about Air of the Empire... Please join us again in a couple months to discuss uh, Dark Force Rising, the second book in the Hand of Thrawn trilogy. I am extremely stoked to get into that as well. So, again, thank you guys so much. Uh, My name is Josh. I have been your host, and I know I speak for Phil and Justin in saying thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to talk at you real soon. May the Force
1: be with you.